and welcome to the Girl Tries Life podcast, where we show you that women are capable of absolutely incredible things with the right tools, strategies, and mindset in place. Oh my gosh, it's been a while since I've said that. If you've been a longtime listener to the podcast, uh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sticking with me throughout this uh, rather long break that I have taken. It feels honestly so good to be back at the microphone. It feels strange. It feels a little bit like, are you still there? Are you still going to be listening? I don't know. I hope so. Because I've got a really exciting series in store for you this fall. So I guess I'll back up a little bit. Why did I take the long break in the first place? So I took this break because As many of you know, I'm working a full-time job and running my business on the side. And the biggest project that I've got on the go for my business at the moment is writing my book, Stress Less in 90 Days. And do you know what? I just had to be very, very careful with my time. I only had so many hours to dedicate to my business a week uh, between work and family life and business and health and friends and, you know, keeping the place from being a complete garbage dump, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And so really my sole focus went into writing the book. And you know what? It's done. (laughs) It's done. It's um, almost fully edited. I have been recording the audiobook. So as we speak, I have recorded a third of it. And I tell you, that's a very strange experience. It's a strange experience because I am not going to be, if you, if you download the audiobook, the way that you're always uh, encouraged to read an audiobook is a little bit slower so that, you know, people can really absorb everything. And if you've been a listener to the podcast, you know I speak a little bit faster. So it's definitely been a process to learn to slow down for uh, for all the audiobook listeners. But I'm super pumped. Uh, this week I even got the final version of the cover, which I'm going to release to you shortly. Um, it's Do you know, it's, it's funny. One of those things I got feedback on from a few people, the cover, and it's I had to go with my gut. I had to go with my gut about what felt the most true and honest to what stress feels like and how chaotic it can be and and the energy and vibrancy that I hope is within the pages of the book. So all this to say, Stress Less in 90 Days, your guide to beat burnout, build resilience, and actually enjoy your daily life is going to be available to purchase on November 1st. And the reason for November 1st is because the 1st of November, 1st to the 5th is Stress Awareness Week. So I couldn't think of a better date to launch the book. So I'm kind of oh, unbelievably pumped about it. And it's honestly taken a village to get this book together. My brother is an incredible editor the designer for the book, the per, you know, the people who have helped me. I've had so many people help me at different stages and will continue to help me with this book. So I'm just um, so, so excited. If you want a sneak peek uh, at chapter one, if you want to read the very first chapter of the book, you can go to stresslessladies.com forward slash book. I'll put the link in the 
description. Oh my gosh, it's been a while since <laughs> since, I've, since I've gone through the ins and outs of the podcast. I'll put the link in the description for you at stresslessladies.com forward slash book if you want a sneak peek at the first chapter. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. So I hope that you are as well. So what is this fall series? What do I have in store for you? I wanted to talk right up until, you know, after the launch of the book, I wanted to come to you weekly, which has been a while since I've done weekly, but I want to come to you weekly with a series on managing the stress of major milestones and major life transitions. So that looks a little bit different for everybody. Not all of us are going to go through every single one of the transitions and milestones in this series, but many of us will go through most of them. So I really wanted to to tackle that. So I'm going to be talking today. We're talking about what that transition is to start a new job. We're going to talk about what it is to lose a job, to be laid off from a job, to um, the transition to motherhood, to moving, right? How many people have moved a million times or it feels like a million times and the stress of buying a house or, or moving to a new province? I definitely know that firsthand. Uh, I want to talk to someone about the transition of divorce, what it takes to recover from burnout, what it takes, what it is to go through a real major shift in your business. So I've got some very exciting guests lined up, very exciting guests lined up. I'm super pumped. Um, And then some of the episodes are going to be just me. So because you know what, I miss you. I miss talking directly to you. And uh, there's some things that I think I can cover solo. So I'm excited to go there. Okay, I hope you're as excited about this series as I am. But today, let's just like kick it off. Let's go straight into it. I want to talk about the stress of starting a new job. Okay, so this is something all of us go through. Pretty much everybody listening to this podcast has started a new job at some point. (laughs) And we've started many new jobs for many of us, right? Like many of us these days are changing jobs every two to five years, right? That's that's pretty common. For a long time growing up, I was reading that my generation, I'm technically a millennial, an older millennial, um, that we would go through seven career changes in our careers. And I think that might be accurate in terms of career change, but the number of employers we're going to go through is probably going to be far more than seven. I have at least worked for seven organizations since I started working at, I started work when I was 13, right? Um, So even if you start from when I'm like 18, yeah, I've probably worked for seven different people. So I don't know about you. Starting a new job is, so for the very first thing I would say is if you're starting a new job, take a moment to celebrate, right? Because you're starting a new job for a number of different reasons. Maybe it's because you've been unemployed for quite some time. And so starting a new job, whether it's exactly what you want to be doing or not, is a milestone and it's exciting. So celebrate that. Maybe you're starting a new job because you finally were able to make a a transition into the career you really wanted to, or you want to try something different, or you're coming back from a maternity leave or um, a stress leave or anything like that. Celebrate. Even if it is not exactly what you want to be doing, it is an accomplishment to be starting a new role. 
So I, I think it's really easy for a lot of us to skip that step at the very beginning because we're just like, okay, I got the job. Now I got to do the thing. Now I've got to like, oh my gosh, all the to-do list in my house that I have to get done before I start the new job. Or I have all the things at the old job that I have to wrap up before going to the new job. We get on a hamster wheel, right? Of just go, 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 go. Take a minute to celebrate. I don't know what that looks like for you. For me, it usually involves um, food or coffee, right? I will find any reason to spend the $5 at Starbucks that I don't normally spend. Normally my drink's like three bucks, so to spend the $5 drink, you know I'm celebrating. Pumpkin spice lattes aren't like a regular in my house, so they're a special occasion. What does that look like for you, right? Does that mean you know, one night this week, you actually go out. Instead of uh, doing the dishes and putting the kids to bed, you go for a walk, you go, um, you know, you have a little backyard fire pit, if you know, your province allows, like, you know, you, you do something special to mark the occasion. Doesn't have to be big, doesn't have to cost any money at all. But do something to celebrate. Okay, even if it's just writing down on a piece of paper or looking yourself in the mirror and saying, I did this. Good job, me. (laughs) Sounds small, but it's super important, okay? So first things first, celebrate. If you have the ability, build in a bit of a break between your last job and your new job. This isn't like, this is totally a place of privilege here and this doesn't always exist for everybody. But if you have the ability to build in a week, I bet you have vacation days saved up. And you know that starting at that new job, you're going to be starting from vacation balance of zero, right? So if you have the ability and, you know, the financial wherewithal to take five days, one, you know, five business days, one week to level set between jobs, to get some of that to-do list, that personal to-do list done, to take some time to just like decompress, golden, even if you can build in one day, if like if you truly can't build in a week, try and build in one day. One day that is just for you to level set, take a breather, and get ready for this next adventure. This next chapter, right? So the next thing I want to talk about when it comes to the stress of a brand new job is your expectation management. I think one of the most painful things that we do to ourselves is to set unrealistic expectations on ourselves for ourselves and so we can very easily get discouraged when you're starting a new job I think on average it says that it takes people six to twelve months and usually more like twelve months to find their groove in a new role and the reason for twelve months is because most jobs have an annual cadence to them, right? There's stuff that happens every January, every February, every, you know, there's a different season, seasonality to the work that we do. There's tax season, there's fiscal year end, there's, you know, busy season, quiet season. And so until you've gone through all of those seasons, it's very difficult to feel like you've made, like you've passed that mark, right? Like you know what you're doing. I've been in the job that I'm in for a year and it's very much, um, I don't think in this role I would ever say that I know what I'm doing 100% of the time, right? I don't think any of us ever truly, truly do. But 
it does take a year in most roles to find your groove. So does that mean you're going to feel inept for the next 12 months? No, not necessarily. But I think you have to lower your expectations of what is possible, what is realistic. And this is a hard one, I think, for those of us who are high achievers, because it's like, I can smash this out of the park. I'm going to be amazing from the get-go. I bet you already are amazing without realizing it, right? Your 50% is probably someone else's 100%. And so just show up every day and try and do your best with what you've got. So expectation management. I think this is constantly going to be something that you have to assess over the next 12 months of, am I being too hard on myself for where someone else would be at this marker? Yes or no? And I bet the answer is probably, yes, you're being too hard on yourself. So how can you actually set yourself up for a little bit more success here? This is where it's a good time, it's a good opportunity for you to have a discussion with your lead, your supervisor, your manager, whoever that is, about what are some of those key targets for the first 30 days, the first 60 days, and the first 90 days. Where do they expect you to be at? A great organization, a great leader will have a lot of this already mapped out for you because they're basically then setting you up for success. Many places don't have that, you know, ready to go. So you have to be willing to have that conversation. But what that does is it gives you a map, right? A roadmap of where to spend your time, where to spend your energy. And, you know, it's that constant ability for you to check back and say, am I, am I where I need to be? And what actually matters the most according to the people who make the key decisions, right? So, get a good sense early on of that 30-day, 60-day, 90-day plan. Now, these things very much are not set in stone, right? It's a it's a guide more than anything. So again, in terms of that expectation management, like give yourself a little bit of a break. Like just, you know, understand that it is it's a guide more than a contract. Okay? And I'm curious if you're listening to this and you're like, I had a great example of a 30 day, 60 day, 90 day plan. Like, let me know. So, you know, send me a message at Stressless Ladies on Instagram or email me Victoria at StresslessLadies.com. I would love to know what worked really well for you in that 30, 60, 90 day plan. What was it about it? Uh, what were the key elements or how did you have that conversation with your supervisor? I'd be so, so curious. I also want to talk about, because many of us, especially if we're starting a new job nowadays, <laughs> um, you might be starting a new job virtually. Many of our jobs going forward are going to be remote or a combination of remote, or you might even be in the office, but you have a team who are remote or who are across the country. Um, in situations like these, one, so I started my last job remotely and my team were all the way across Canada. So it was definitely a, how do I build this workplace uh, culture for myself in this community? And I found what worked really well is that with my immediate team, I booked 30 minute Zoom calls with all of them. It took a while. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There were like 10 of them. So that's like five hours of Zoom calls separately. But I didn't really ask anyone about anything about work. 
you know, a little bit, how long have you been here? Blah, 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 blah. But it was to get to know people as individuals so that I could really sort of have that bonding experience, which is hard to do over Zoom. But, you know, ask the questions like, what do you like to do outside of work? What lights you up? Make, what um, hobbies do you have? Where have you traveled to? What's one of the coolest things you've done? You know, questions like that. And it really helped build um this community who I could then tap with my questions later on, right? I think it's very hard to come in as the new person and then you don't want to immediately be asking things of people, even though you need help, even though um, I'm sure people are willing to offer help, it's very hard for us to make that ask. So one of the best things that you can do is to build that relationship first um, and then you've got that solid foundation to go from. It also creates connection, right? And so many of us One of the great things, you know, I've made incredible friends at pretty much every workplace I've ever had. So these relationships are really important and really matter. So make sure that you take the time even virtually to cultivate them. And if you are in the office, you're probably doing this naturally with, you know, water cooler talk or whatever, but it's a great opportunity as a reminder ask someone to go for a walk to grab a coffee the first day or whatever like get getting out of your space a little bit can make the conversation a little less about work and a little bit more about getting to know people on a personal level i know it's covid i know we need to be really safe but there's still ways to do this um in person and you know taking good care of one another so the last thing i really want to touch on with starting a new job is you know (laughs) going into it that that first month probably, if not more, you're going to be stressed and tired. Maybe it's not that you're going to have so much on your plate, but you're going to be in learning mode and learning mode is stressful. It's not necessarily bad stress. It's not like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I, you know, I'm afraid at the edges stressed, but it is taking on a lot of new information and processing it. And that puts a strain and a stress on our bodies and our brains. So what we need to do in those situations is make sure that you have teed up some really strong self-care proactively because I bet in the moment you're just going to be so tired at night that the first thing you're going to want to do is watch Netflix and eat chips and all of that kind of thing. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. I love Netflix. I love chips. I love all of those things. But you, you know for yourself What are the self-care activities that make you feel more like yourself? That is the key part there. What makes you feel most like yourself? I say this because starting a new job, I don't know about you, I don't feel the most like myself. I feel like I am that little Bambi learning to stretch my legs again. And it's like, I don't know how to walk. I don't feel like I'm confident. I don't feel like I know anything. I feel like a little baby bird. And so having those self-care activities outside of work that make you feel more connected to who you are as an individual will be critical to your longevity, your energy, your self-esteem, your confidence. So whether you've just started a new job or whether you're about to start a new job, proactively go and schedule those things in. It doesn't have to be things that, that, that take a ton of your brain power or energy. Like, 
if you're already a runner, keep running. Make sure you've got it on your calendar. Don't let that fall by the wayside, right? If you know that you're going to be spending so much time in front of a computer and you haven't necessarily been for a while because you've been taking a break or you've been doing a different kind of role, then make sure you build in that screen-free time during the day. You know, take your dog for a walk, um, go for a walk with a friend, have some sort of connection ready to go. And then in terms of, you know, sleep, nutrition, all of those good things, make sure you're getting them, right? Make sure you are getting foods that light you up, that fuel you up and make you feel vibrant. Uh, Make sure you're trying to get as much sleep as possible because the information that you're processing during the day, the only real true way to process that and like sift through it is through your sleep at night. That's what our brain does a great job of while we're sleeping is just parsing through what do we need to keep, what needs to go. It's like it does a little scrubbing job of um, of the memories that need to, to stay and get ditched. So make sure you're getting some good sleep. And part of that is, you know, having some screen-free time before bed. I know, I know, we hate that. And I can get really, I can be guilty of, you know, watching TikToks before bed as well or just random junk on uh, on Instagram. But... The studies just show if you want to have a really restful good night of sleep, ditch the screens before bed. Even half an hour before bed, an hour is ideal, half an hour, 15 minutes, whatever it is, just like build in that little buffer of I'm reading a book or I'm listening to a meditation, a sleep meditation, or I'm just talking with my partner in bed or, you know, cuddling the cat or the puppies or the whatever it is, right? Build in that self-care time and those weekends that you have make some of that time just about having fun, right? No, no, I lie. There is one last thing. When it comes to expectation management, I know we talked about uh, setting expectations of yourself, right? That, you know, what can you actually achieve? What's realistic? What's not? Make sure you begin as you mean to go on. So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is, especially if you, I I see this a lot in younger people in particular, if it's like their first major job or it's it's a major shift for them in a career, they take on so much so quickly trying to prove themselves. Like they work very long hours, they, um, you know, skip lunch. You know, you're taking on stuff on the weekends or you're taking on more projects than you realistically have time for. Begin as you mean to go on, because while that might seem like what you want to do in the beginning or what you need to do to prove yourself, prove yourself in air quotations there, that is the fast track to burnout, my friend. (laughs) It seems exciting in the moment, maybe, or it seems absolutely required, but you will not have a long and fruitful career with this organization if you burn out. And what will also happen is if you take on too much too quickly and set the expectation that you can do 150% when you're cramming in that other 50% in your evenings and weekends is that then that becomes your new normal from your employer's perspective going forward. So anything less than that is you being an underperformer, even though you're doing 100% of your role rather than 150%. Do you see what I'm saying here? Like, 
don't shoot yourself in the foot. Begin as you mean to go on. Take your breaks. Take your lunch away from your desk, right? We can't just go, go, go and shove in all that information and expect it to stick, right? Make sure you are taking good care of yourself and don't set unrealistic expectations either for yourself or for your employer about what is sustainable. So many of the people that I work with um, who are burnt out have taken on far too much and they struggle to pull back and say no to things. So I think your best bet when you're starting a new job is to go slow and steady and only take on new projects once you truly feel like you've got a bit of a footing, you know, solid footing underneath you to then advance to that next level and take on that challenge, right? Because the other thing that I see happen is when people burn out very quickly, they become very resentful of that new workplace, right? And they kind of think, oh, I'll see what happens when I get to a year. We'll see if I'm still want to be here in a year. A year, right? A year is not realistically that long in the scheme of our big careers, of our, of our working lives. So I don't want you to be feeling after a year like you want to switch gears and switch jobs, right? Maybe advancing, maybe trying something a little bit different, but I don't want you to feel burnt out after a year. Because you will just repeat that cycle somewhere else at a new job. So the best, best way you can manage this going forward is if you're listening to this, if you're about to start a new role, if you are starting a new role, begin as you mean to go on and set realistic expectations of yourself and for others. Okay, so just to recap, the first thing I said was make sure you take some time to celebrate and you know, congratulate yourself for what you've done by getting this new role. Then we talked about if you can build in a buffer between roles, even if it's one day, it will make a huge difference. We talked about expectation management in in terms of having that discussion with your supervisor. What does success at three months, six months, 12 months look like? Or 30 days, 60 days, 90 days? We talked about making sure you have really proactive self-care strategies in place that make you feel like yourself. Always remember that part, like yourself. So what lights you up, what puts, what makes you on fire, what gives you energy because you enjoy doing it? Make sure that's built in. Don't lose it in the process because you're tired. Um, I'm not saying burn yourself out by trying to do these things, but just have a little bit of time during the week and on the weekend for those things that make you feel connected to who you are as an individual. It will make you feel more confident. And last but not least, begin as you mean to go on. Okay, that was a lot. I'm super excited. It's been a long time since I've talked this long except for reading the audiobooks. I'm very excited to to be back. Uh, The last thing I want to say, which I probably should have said at the beginning, I am doing a very extra special sale right now. It is the Stress Less Summer Bundle. So for a very limited time, I am bundling my courses. You're going to get access to three of my most popular courses. So they're all self-led on the Podia platform. And when you bundle the three together, you will save 55%. So if you were to buy them all separately, they would be $545. But for a limited time until September 6th, you can save 55% and get the three of them together for $197. Here's 
what's beautiful about this summer bundle in my mind is that you get this complete toolkit to manage your stress. You, it's about managing your stress at work, how you feel about your body, building resilience, and you can do these as and when you've got the time for it, right? It's not something that starts today and ends tomorrow. You've got lifetime access to these courses and I highly recommend that you take advantage of it. So we only do this once a year. I did it last year and there were a lot of very happy customers who, who uh, participated in it. So make sure that you're you're taking advantage of that before the sale goes away because the price of these courses are going to go up after my book goes live so I, I don't want you to miss out the three courses that are included are don't just survive thrive building resilience um so that is a six-week course that you can do completely at your own pace which is all about building the habits to serve you and strengthen your mindset during really challenging times so it was particularly geared towards resilience around covid but it really applies to building resilience in any area of your life. The next program, which we did a group coaching cohort of, was Stress Less About Your Body. So again, a six-week course for people who are really dissatisfied with being dissatisfied with your body. So you know, you know what I mean by that. You're just sick of constantly thinking about and assessing your body. Over the course of the six weeks of that program, we will really help you to embrace the badass body that you have and start doing the things that you've been putting off or putting on hold life starts now. And last but not least, my signature stressless at work program. Work doesn't have to be so stressful. If you apply the strategies in this program, it's going to make your workday a much more pleasant experience. So again, you will get these three programs for uh, 55% off because I like a good deal. That always makes me feel super happy. So make sure that you take advantage of it before the bundle goes away at midnight on September 6th. So I will also link to that in uh, today's bio, but the way that you can take advantage of that is to go to stresslessladies.podia.com. So stresslessladies.podia.com and you will see the Stressless Summer Bundle listed there on the site. So limited time only. Make sure you take huge advantage of that savings. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was so delightful being back in your ears this week. Uh, give me a shout on Instagram if you listened, okay? Because it feels like forever since I've talked to you. I miss you. I want to hear from you. Let me know how you're doing and let me know if this episode resonated at all, okay? Take good care and we will chat next week.